Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. from the block back in the house looking rested looking refreshed back from your travels and ready to roll yeah it it was fantastic being away last week full-on luxury and five-star service but i mean it wasn't it wasn't all fun i'll tell you that now what do you mean it was so the you know my, my daughter's an only child so the the first the first morning i say to her, look the place is just full of americans People are going to hear your accent. They're going to want to talk to you. You need to go off and make friends because I'm not spending every day at the bloody water park with you. That of the year. So very quickly, because I mean, at this point, it's like 10 a.m. I'm already on my on my first beer at the swim at bar. Naturally. So, Can we just backtrack uh, quickly? You don't want to spend all, spend all day every day in the water park. What the hell is wrong with you, man? Uh, I just I burn too easily. Mm. So um, I'm, I'm there thinking, OK, OK, I've got my I've got my beer and She's like, right, okay, I've made I've made a friend and I think I think you'll like the dad. He's wearing he's wearing a cap and I recognize the logo, but I don't know which NFL team it is. And I'm thinking, how do you not recognize which NFL team this is? There will be some sort of consequence for this. Sure. And I realize it's not an NFL logo. It's a Penn State logo. And clearly ah. she's seen it, but that's why she didn't. So I started chatting with this guy. I said, Oh, it looks like our daughters have hit it off. And I say, you know, are you a Penn State fan? And we talked about college football. And he said, you know, most UK people aren't going to talk about college football. And I said, well, <laughs> I will. 
I'm not most I mean, UK people. So uh, exactly. So um, we, we're talking about stuff. And he's like, oh, what, you know what? I listen to a lot of podcasts. What podcasts do you do? And I said, well, you know, the main one is uh, is the Nat Coombs show. And immediately he's like, oh, well, I know Nat Coombs. Looking at me like, of course I know Nat Coombs. I was like, oh, really? And he said, yeah, Nat's all over a lot of the fantasy podcasts I listen to. Yeah, Nat Coombs is a big deal. I'm like, he said well, what? <laughs> I said, Nat deal. is going to be thrilled to hear this. I want that but, on a mug. That is a big, I love that. So you're in the Dominican Republic and the show is spread spread that far. So I'm guessing, you said a fantasy guy, it must be yeah. all those guest appearances over the years on the great TMR show. Incidentally, we're going to get TMR on for, for this season. I'm very excited about that. Matthew Berry, uh, old friend of the show, and, and he'll be making an appearance this season. It must be that. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Over the years, when he when he was at ESPN, obviously the, the 0610 crew out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, on this on this trip, obviously, I, I you know, I, I like I say, I burn easily. So I was looking for shade, but I didn't expect to be in your shadow all the way over there. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Well, I, look, I'm sorry that your holiday on day one was tainted by <laughs> by having to talk shop and particularly, particularly me. to be to be honest, these days, I'm surprised it isn't Propo that's getting, you know, all given his gallivanting uh, around town. At Super Bowls, I'm amazed that you know Propo isn't starting to get that kind of traction. In fact, he probably will by the time we get to Dublin uh, for the Notre Dame uh, game. This what are we in a month? Oh God, my God, it's we're in, it's less than a month away, Benny. We're back out like three weeks so, away. Wow, uh, I'm expecting Propo to be um, front and center, recognized all all across Dublin by football fans and and also just. Just Gen Z is just Gen Z and boys and the police as well. We are heading out for the big game. And uh, on today's show, you and I are going to catch up on a bunch of stuff. We're obviously going to talk Brady Brady and Birmingham, one of the more surreal stories of recent memory. Uh, the Chicago Bears have got themselves a big name free agent. We'll get into that. Uh, the Hall of Fame game. I mean, what's not to love about oh. Kellen Mond squaring off against? Yeah, Zach Wilson, we've got to, I would have spent 20 minutes on that. Well, yeah, I mean, if if that doesn't make you want to stay up for most of the night, then I I don't know what, what will. The, the thing is, I love football so much. It's, I mean, okay, look, disclaimer, I didn't stay up for it, but I am watching that tape back in its entirety in a bit. Um, got some good mailbag questions as well. So we're going to do, a, you know, a plenty of chat, of course. Uh, but then we are going to look ahead in a bit more detail to, to Dublin uh, and the big game. And we figured rather than you and I and Propo for that matter, and shout out Chris Milner, friend of the show is going to be out there on the road, road trip with us. It's a bit like, um, what are those dolls? What are the dolls that they kind of get? Oh, the, the stacking Russian dolls. Yeah, the stacking Russian dolls. That's kind of how I'm seeing it. So Benny, most sensible. Yeah. Okay. Then it's me. I'm kind of there. It can be, yeah, my head can be turned. But I'm gonna probably stay more. We're the kind of big brothers of the organization. Then you've got Chris, definitely rogue potential. And yeah, then, he's a rogue element. Robo is the is the youngest tear away. But we're gonna be getting bailing him out of the police station at about five a.m. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what Chris is like because he has told me a particular strange thing that he's got in common with Bob Monkhouse, which. I think we'll save that for a particular wow. 
particular show. That's a good reference. That's ninety eight percent of our listeners completely lost on that. Shout out, but the great Bob Monkhouse, of course. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's something to do with behavior at school that he's got in common with Bob Monkhouse. So there we go. I I might know the answer to that as well, but uh, okay. So we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into the the Dublin game rather than with any of us idiots. Uh, We thought. (laughs) Uh, we better drill down and find out what it's all about. What you can expect if you are heading out there, or maybe next year, of course, uh, for the Florida State game, we're going to be involved with that as well. And you can head on over to the College Football Island website. We'll put the show, uh, the link in the show notes, so you can register interest and, and make sure you get involved going over next year. But this year, we're going to be out on the ground pushing out all kinds of stuff on our social channels at the NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, TikTok, yada, yada, yada. Uh, of course, we're going to be at the game. We're going to be recording pods, so we'll be we'll be bringing it to you, even if you're not able to get out there. And Scott McCabe, who we met last year, of course, uh, Benny at the uh, Nebraska Northwestern game, he uh, is a fine chap who is now heavily involved with the whole shebang, and he's going to join the show. And you are going to have a one-on-one with him a bit later on to find out what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of getting the behind-the-scenes information because. Putting something like this together is a massive, massive job. And it's not like with the NFL's international series where the NFL handles it all. So much of this has to be done by the team in Dublin. So it's um, a whole lot of work for them to put on an event like this. Yeah, big time. Well, looking forward to checking in with Scott on that. And he'll uh, paint the picture for you. Speaking of the team in Dublin, shout out to Sabrina as well, who uh, just covers so much ground. It's unbelievable. Uh, and I'm looking forward to having a beer with her at the end of the end when it's all done. We did that last time and it was <laughs> and brilliant. Did we ever? Uh, yeah, well, this year it's good. I'm going to be, I've got my Joe Montana Notre Dame jersey there. Chris is I great. mean, part of, part of the issue with um, the the inevitable post-game drinks on the Saturday night is the fact that we'll have probably been up since about 4 a.m. Yeah. That day. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Oh God, we'll be fine. We'll battle through. We'll battle through, big man. Right. Let's talk Brady to Birmingham. So, of course, unless you've been under a rock, you you know all about the story. It is paradoxically surreal, but not at all surprising. <laughs> uh, wow. The precedent has been set, and we're going to see more and more of this, I guess. Just drilling down into a little bit of the detail, right? So he's a minority owner, first of all. This is a lot to do with his relationship with Nighthead Capital, which he is tag team with on uh, several other ventures, um, according to PA Media. So Brady's kind of buying in to different things with these guys. What I love about the original messaging, well, a couple of things. So on the one hand, I thought, as cynics have observed and suggested, there is this kind of tokenistic surface level suggestion that Brady's not going to be that involved with it. A little bit like I was thinking about watching at the moment the Ultimate Fighter series, um, the UFC, okay. which is the UFC. My, my kids are completely into UFC now. I was like, shout out to UFC London a couple of weeks ago. I'm now converted, having not not really been interested at all. I'm now I'm now really into it, and particularly um, Conor McGregor, who is one of the two coaches. If you haven't seen Ultimate Fighter, it is basically a x-factor style the wwe did it tough enough i think wwe called you can win a spot in the ufc right so it's a it is a competition two teams mcgregor has one of the teams 
and the teams are divided between vets. So those guys have ha- most of them have had a shot in the UFC in the past and have, and have flamed out for whatever reason. It's, I didn't realize just how volatile UFC contracts are. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, I mean, you're not there for I, very long unless you're. No, wrong. I think. Yeah, I think a little bit like WWE contact contract, yeah, especially in the yeah. in the eighties, where it was so controlled by by Vince McMahon, and it's like, yeah, you can easily just be like, oh, I'm out of a job now. Okay. So McGregor um, has the vets. These are guys that are, most of them have had a had a shot at the UFC or, or one of the secondary. You know, be professional fighters, but they this is kind of the last chance saloon, right? And then Michael Chandler, his other fighter, he's in charge of the young gun uh rookies who are looking to to kind of break in. And it's a knockout tournament. Uh rolls on, of course, the winner and a few different weight divisions it's gets, a literal gets the knockout spot. tournament. It is a knockout <laughs> tournament. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I mention it because because the McGregor footage is fascinating. And I'm, I'm fascinated uh, full stop with McGregor, right? Having obviously known about him, he's a pop cultural phenom, megastar that has transcended the UFC. So I kind of knew about him and I, you know, <laughs> really, really, really drawn in to the world of Conor McGregor. Now I've watched all the documentaries. He, I, I'm fascinated by him. Uh, and what I love about his role on this show is I'm pretty sure knowing... What I do, uh, having worked in TV these years, how these shows are put together, I think McGregor, for a while, rocked up for one filming session that they've used, <laughs> they've used throughout the show. Now, of course, uh, the, this same thing was applied with uh, with the X Factor, right? So if you've got a certain judge, they're going to really mentor you. They're going to really spend time and work on you. If you got Simon Cowell, you, you're gonna get 30 seconds of him telling you a couple of things and then you never see him again. Now, this is the this is the cynical suggestion, right? That Conor McGregor rocking up, giving uh, giving a good 30 second speech, and then the, the the fighter never sees him again. However, the grass off ball side of me thinks, no, that's not Conor McGregor. He's really getting behind these guys. So bringing this back to Brady, is Brady gonna be? The Conor McGregor and Simon Cow kind of role that because uh, nutrition is the thing they say he's going to be involved in nutrition, health, wellness, and re- recovery. <laughs> oh my God, or is he going to be? Is he actually genuinely going to be? Because with Brady, it's Brady. I mean, he's not. He's going to be. He's an obsessive, competitive guy. He's not going to just phone it in, is he? Um. Okay. Well, my prediction would be is that if this was if. When they when they eventually make the the film of the Nat Coombs show, mm. like the the you know the Nat Coombs show story, oh, I like this. It would it would be where it would kind of flash forward five years from now, and one of us saying, Do you "Remember when Tom Brady bought a bit of Birmingham? Whatever happened to that? We never saw it again." <laughs> yeah, That's what yeah. I I don't think he'll right. get into it as much as JJ Watt seems to be having fun being a minority owner of Burnley. Like yeah. I, we don't yeah. we don't know how much Tom Brady has put into this. It may be like the um, Ryan Reynolds thing, not with Wrexham, where clearly he was able to, like, with Rob McElhenney, buy that club for a song because it was, you know, worth next to nothing in comparison with a club like Birmingham or Burnley. But it's a little bit like there was a story that Ryan Reynolds has bought a share in a Formula One team. 
when he was actually given a share in a Formula One team because it was a great piece of PR to have Mm -hmm. him involved with it. That's what I feel this is going to be like. I feel that Brady will have put some money in, but it'll be a very, very small amount. There's certain things he can get out of it, not not least of all the glamour of being associated with a mid-table championship club, (laughs) which is what all... Super Bowl legends aspire to. Yeah, but you said, like, you know what you said about that, Chuck? Well, the thing I was quite impressed with, uh, and like I know it's, it's lots of very smart people able to put these together, and 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 in the same way that hard knocks can completely change your perspective on somebody, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just yeah. get sucked in every year, even though you know it is um, it is just feeding you what you know what it, things you want to see. I get that these promo teasers and uh you know a, a, a very much tugging at those strings but i think it was well executed then if you haven't seen it go check out the and brady said in that you know he's an he's an underdog he loves yeah. you know and i thought that was a really smart message to put out yeah i think i think a, a key thing with tom brady and i think a key thing that makes him likable for a lot of people i get lots of people will hate tom brady for many reasons but i find him pretty likable because of the start of his story mm-hmm. um, within his NFL career. Like he had a good career at Michigan, but no one expected him to be an NFL starter. I really don't think Bill Belichick expected him to be an NFL starter. He was ready to ride with Drew Bledsoe, and we know how Brady came in. We've all seen the famous pictures of Tom Brady at the Combine looking like just someone's someone's brother who's come along to support his talented athletic sibling. He looks like he shouldn't be an NFL player. And now, of course, he does. And he's the greatest quarterback of all time. But he did start off as a genuine underdog. It's not like he was the number one overall pick. And even when they won that first Super Bowl, they were massive underdogs. And people thought, that's their story over. That was great. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They were not great the following season. And we thought, what a wonderful story that was. I'm glad that's a, an interesting chapter of NFL history. And it, you know, it was meant to be that the, the Rams were meant to be the, the dynasty. And it ended up being the Patriots and Tom mm-hmm. Brady rather than Kurt Warner. Like he in that video, he gets it right. Tom Brady is an intelligent guy. He understands sports. He understands fans and he gets it. He's saying the right things. And I think he does believe it. I think he does feel like it's a journey he'd like to be a part of. I don't think he's put a massive amount of money into this. Depending on the figures that you read, he recently lost between 30 and 50 million in a uh, in a crypto investment. Oh, was he involved and, in the guy that the thing that went that went down? Yeah, yeah. And there's like legal stuff going on, and I think some people are trying to sue Tom Brady over this. Um, so I don't yeah, think it was, he's it putting. Was bank, in... It was the Bankman Freed guy, right? He was involved yeah. in uh, what was the FTX? Brady yeah. was one of the main guys, wasn't he? He's was one of the front, yeah. frontmen for it, yeah. So I think he's going to be cautious both financially and kind of how much he sort of he puts himself out there. Yeah. But I think he I think he is I think he is interested in this. I think it's something he wants to he wants to do in the same way with JJ Watt. It's the it's mm. to me it's a similar sort of thing. Um by the way, do Brady does has seven thousand million dollars. So <laughs> yeah, he's he's no, he's doing all right financially. I think it's I think it's great for Birmingham, right? This isn't I you know, they're not they're not saying, oh, here's Tom Brady, he's putting in his fortune and he's running the club. He is, he's got a small stake. He'll have some fun with it. He'll he'll improve their profile like JJ Watt has done for Burnley. But I'm I really don't think there's much money going on. I think it's fun. 
and I I want to I want to see what the what the next thing you know is gonna gonna be. Is it like Joe Theismann's gonna become the chairman of Crew Alexandra? I don't know. Well, yeah, that, whatever, that could be thinking. Whatever two, it is, two things on it. So that this nutrition and health and wellness focus. Imagine if Brady had gone into like a mid early mid nineties Premier League club, the Liverpool Arsenal drinking culture. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, imagine what you would have thought. When, I always remember Stevie G talked about, I think it was his first year as a pro, like first year with the first team or in the mm. first team squad, how he just couldn't believe that they would, after training, just go for the seven bites. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Brady, us after the show. Fry up. Well, very true. It will be us in Dublin. The fry up. The Brady front, the Ron Atkinson school of, of management. So well, the, you were suggesting maybe he's the, just going to say, "Have your fry up, but just have just have one sausage." Yeah, or have know? kale with it. You fry up as long as there's some kale <laughs> alongside. You're good. The idea that you've just alluded to with Joe Theismann and Crew Alexandra, which player, coach, NFL personality? Because you're obviously a massive Swansea City fan, right? <laughs> okay, so which NFL person? I mean, they, they've got some weird Americans involved with them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Your beloved Cardiff City, who would you like, past, present, NFL personality, who would you most like to take over? I mean, at the moment, Cardiff City are basically run by a Bond villain. Mm. Like Vince, Vince Tan <laughs> is, is basically a Bond villain. Yeah. Um, so I think I think you've just got to lean into that, and I think it's going to be Dan Snyder. Oh, just, great! You just get, like Dan Snyder's twiddling his thumbs. He's like, I need a badly run sports organization that has a kind of a weird owner. I'm going to buy that team, and I'm going to I'm going to do everything I did in Washington. And make this team just go out of flames. I love it. I love the anti-hero <laughs> play. We were talking about um on the back of Snyder. Carlson and I were reprising our do you remember our Sopranos in the booth chat from a few weeks Amazing, back? Carlson yes. and I were then riffing on Sopranos character that is most likely to be a Snyder-esque owner, although it's the most um you know, the most um like Snyder in terms of you can imagine them in that uh capacity. And I went Ralphie, of course, because Ralphie's got maybe just purely sartorially Ralphie with the yeah, white yeah. polo neck and the curtains. And, but just that kind of really, he's, Ralphie's fascinating because he's he's quite tough, but then really wet and really mean, but then um, hugely ambitious. I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's Ralphie. Anyway, I noticed that on Spotify, we can ask questions about the show relating to the show, and you can if you listen to us on Spotify. Uh, and I guess even if you don't post your answers on that. So we're going to stop playing around with that. So I think the guys pushed that out on me and Carlson, that show in the vault, the latest mailbag show in the vault. Uh, we put a question about that. Which uh, which Sopranos character do you think would make the best NFL owner? If you can top Ralphie, let, let me know. So I would go with, in answer to, to which NFL character, past or present, I would want, um, I, I guess like a conglomerate of as many of the 85 bears as possible. <laughs> so oh. Just, I mean, I want McMahon and that single Terry. I just want, and, and I like them to move in a pack as well. So, you know, I, I would want to see any, any meeting with the manager. It, there's 24 of them. <laughs> it, I mean, single Terry uh, this is, is spokesperson. This is like, um, 
this is like the the like the former Man U legends kind of running Salford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I love yeah. this idea, and yeah. I should say as well on the on the flight back from the Caribbean the other day, I had various things that I had queued up. Sort of for me, like kind of comfort viewing for the plane home that I could just chill out and watch. And I I rewatched the ESPN eighty five Bears documentary narrated by Vince Vaughn. And oh, admittedly, that's... I was I was a I was a I was a few beers in. I'll be honest with you. Right, and it's yeah, at altitude. Again, and there was certain, out of the air. Love that. There were certain <laughs> points where I swear to God, I was practically wiping away tears anytime oh, Arthur Payton came on the screen. Oh, that's amazing. Even tearing <laughs> up. That is brilliant. I remember the sun flight. Um... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Some flight to the states. I think it would have been. Well, it was definitely to do with a filming trip. It might have been a Super Bowl. And I was sitting <laughs> next to this <clears throat> very kindly elderly woman who was american and to your point earlier like heard the british accent and the british accent and uh and started making small talk and uh, yeah the chatting away oh yeah i'm heading over for work oh, what do you do blah 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 what about you i'm i've just you know been over to see my daughter in london and very nice pleasant chat ben you know that mm. we take off you know the drinks are served we're just kind of sitting back to relax and i queue up Green Street <laughs> oh my iPad because I want that kind of comfort viewing as well she didn't speak to me for the rest of the flight oh such a shame that, that is I now I'm, I don't I don't know whether you remember this you probably do and the, I, I feel this is important for the listeners to know right mm. because there was there was a point where Nat Coombs could be on a flight and people were not kind of like turning around saying like, oh is that Nat Coombs he was able he was able to fly and was just ignored, but also by the cabin crew. So we were on a we were on a flight, and uh, Nat and I were on this flight. And the plane had I I don't think we tend to see this layout so much now, but it was two five two, as mm. in two um, you know a pair of seats each side, and then a bank of five in the middle, which I don't feel is the best configuration but this is how it was and that in this five nat was in the middle of the five i mean that is the worst possible seat that you can have in the middle of five was this vegas is this the flight this to vegas? was, yeah, this yeah, was. Yeah, okay. and the cabin crew they're coming down the aisles and none of them wanted to take responsibility for the person in the middle they're like no that's their side no that's their side and that was just absolutely that, yeah. and this is imagine there nat coombs celebrity nat coombs is there in the middle and they're like no they think that that's your aisle no that's your aisle this Awful. was a shocking behavior this was pre uh my god time flies buddy this must have been oh my god was vegas 20 years ago it was it was uh, i think it at least be. 20 years ago yeah. oh my god. no yeah 20 yeah it was because i was standing 20 years stand, ago. i just stand up out there yeah my god oh boy well uh, we've got to reprise Vegas. Uh, hey, we might have an opportunity this year, of course, with the Super Bowl uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, and speaking of which, let's get our attention, let's turn our attention back to some football news and talk about Yannick Ngonkwe heading to the Bears. Ten and a half million dollars 
for a one-year deal. He was, of course, one of the higher profile free agents on the market. The great Greg Rosenthal, friend of the show, Greg Rosenthal, of course, ranks his top 100 or top 101, to be precise, free agents at the start of the fun fair. And Agonquay was 27th on that original list, right? So still got a lot left in the tank. Uh, and adding, of course, to a pretty vanilla Bears pass mm-hmm. rush. He must be pretty happy with this. He's I, he, I know he's a little bit transient. He's kind of bounced around a bit. There's a sense he's, I think, unfairly so, a bit of a mercenary. But he's only got to be a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, he had a, he had a good season last year with the Colts. Nine and a half sacks, I think. Yeah. Um, this is his fifth team since the start of the 2020 season. Um, <laughs> which is counting. Like, do just do do the maths on that. That's quite impressive. Um, I, I think the Bears will see this as a as a as a one year rental. They like the pass rush yeah. is so anemic. They need something. Um, I'm surprised how quiet things have been um, in free agency for the Bears post the draft. I thought they might get a bit more more splashy. Clearly, they they did not feel the talent was out there. I think this is a great fit. I don't expect him to be around next season unless he has such a spectacular year that the bears think oh do you know what we're onto something here i would imagine he's gonna he's gonna move on um i feel like he's perhaps gonna be one of those sort of players which financially may well be great for him um but you know it's probably hard when you can't settle in one place i think the bears are probably going to go heavy on the pass rush in the next draft they've got two first round picks of course next year um but this is great I'm I, as a, as a Bears fan, I'm happy, and as a as a neutral, I think this just makes a lot of sense for both parties. It seems like that's a good place for him. Um, he is going to get a lot of attention from the offensive line, um, and we'll perhaps learn a little bit about the other options the Bears have got because I imagine he's going to get double teamed quite a bit because I don't think other teams will have much respect for other players on the line for the Bears. Okay, um, <clears throat> well. Yeah, he's, he's talked about wanting a stable home. He's 20, yeah, good luck. 28, 28, right, Ngonkwe. So, I mean, he's still got still got plenty plenty to give. I think it's a good move. It's a win-win move. Yeah, and uh, where are you on the Bears this season? Are you thinking, does that put them in a wide-open NFC, and particularly in the North that's wide open? Does that put them at least in the frame for a possible playoff push? I mean... <sighs> I still think if I look at this team, I see it as like a seven win team, mm. which is, which I think is fine. I think that's the arrow pointing up and I think that's building on something. However, I'd be much more surprised for them to have say a two or three win season mm. than I would be for them to make an actual playoff push because, you know, a lot of teams can get in the playoffs and you can get in the playoffs with nine wins quite easily. So I think there's more chance of nine wins than say three wins but I think they're closer to being a seven-win team. I think they'll cause quite a few teams trouble. Um, they are building something there, but they're, I think, a year away from being one of those exciting dark horse contenders. You know, they're, they're trying to build things properly from the ground up, which I respect. It's about time. But I think it's a, I think it's a year early for them for the playoffs. But you never know. Looking at this list, and, and Greg actually, uh, well, NFL.com, topped up the remaining free agents on the market based on that original list. Alvin Cook, the most notable offensively anyway. Um, and Carson, and I talked at length about uh, Cook to potentially the Jets and what Cook could offer there. Other players on the list, Teddy Bridgewater, Melvin Ingram still available as well. Um, Justin Houston, 
is there. Uh, and of course, Genevieve Clowney too. So there's still some interesting names on, on that particular list, but also beyond that, Zeke Elliott, another prominent name we've talked a fair bit about in the offseason after his release from the Cowboys. Still mischievously, Jerry Jones not really had a return to, to Dallas. And obviously um, it's not completely impossible, but m- more likely Zeke will end up uh, with a different team. The Patriots have been looking at him talking to the Patriots has been checking the tires, kicking the tires on a number of different running backs right now. Do you think Zeke Kelly will have a team come week one of the season? I certainly hope so. Cause I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I think, yeah, I think he will. I think he will. The The Patriots may be, maybe a good fit for him. I, as soon as I saw that he was visiting the Patriots and that they were interested, I thought if this was a different era and this is kind of, this is a, this is a Brady and Belichick, second lot of Super Bowl era. He's oh my in. God, that's that is that Locked is the fit. That yeah. is the fit of like, oh, of course. Of course that's where you're gonna go. And you're gonna get twelve hundred yards. You're gonna get a ring. You're gonna get you're gonna go to the Pro Bowl and you're gonna look like a genius. With with this Patriots team, let's face it, they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. Uh spoiler. Um they're in they're in no, such a Ollie's gonna clip that up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as they uh, rolled to eleven and zero, is this the greatest Patriots team ever? And we're just going to keep clipping that up. For yeah. you. Um, I, I, you know, I think pretty much anywhere would be a good landing spot for him now. But one where he knows he's going to get plenty of carries, um, I think is what is what he'll want. Even though it might be the best thing for his long term career is splitting carries and having kind of like running back by committee. But he, he, he's not he's not looking for that sort of money. He's not looking for like share of the backfield money. He's looking for every down back money. I think. Might have to re- rethink that. Yeah, uh, he might. And so just quickly on the Hall of Fame game, and then we'll get into a couple of questions from the mailbag. Because joking aside, come on. And for the record, the Jets won, <laughs> won the game, if, you, if you're counting. There are two things that I want to ask you about. So Zach Wilson is going to become one of I the- mean, oh, sorry, the Jets did not win the game. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> the Browns won the game. No, they didn't. They did. What? Well, I haven't watched it yet. You sh- well, the NFL.com oh, report yes. the Jets won 21-16. No, the, I, the, the Browns won 21-16. Did they? Oh, well, you better get on to, get on to um, <laughs> Nick Shirk right now, his, or his sub-editors. These bloody sub-editors, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Browns, okay. Well, as we've established, I haven't watched it. But I, I I kept an eye on, uh, I kept an eye on the head the headlines. I mean, fair play to Nick Shook and crew for for making a thousand word article out of a out of a, <laughs> a preseason game like this. But uh, Zach Wilson is what I want to ask you about. He's going to be a fascinating story, I think. That we've talked about him a lot on this show. Huge bust at the moment. It doesn't mean that necessarily he's going to flame totally out of the NFL. But what is the what is the upside for Zach Wilson other than hoping, you know, Rogers gets injured and he gets a shot? Realistically, how does he parlay himself into another gig? What is the point of sticking around in New York right now? It's it's a really tough situation for him in a lot of ways because he can learn so much under Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers obviously famously prickly. Yeah, like particularly he, to his backups, right? Exactly. Unless he doesn't see him at all as a threat and that he might be. Well, different. this is it. This is this is it. Right. So 
like when Rogers came into the NFL, he was Favre's backup, and the the Packers were completely ready for Favre to move on and for them to start the Rogers era after one or two years. And Favre was didn't want to go anywhere mm. and was not a great mentor to Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers has never had that kind of relationship with a, with a starting quarterback and to kind of help them come up. And maybe that's part of it for him. When they drafted Jordan Love, that was very much a threat. Now, a weird threat. Like we've talked at length about what a strange pick that was because they already had Aaron, Aaron Rodgers who could clearly play for a few more years and they had other glaring needs. And they chose a, perhaps a third round quarterback very early as if they're going to replace a Hall of Famer very quickly. Mm. So his relationship with Jordan Love was not great. With Zach Wilson, it looks like Rodgers is coming into New York knowing, I'm going to play a couple of years. I'm kind of playing out of spite. I want to show Packers management what I can still do. And I'm more than happy to help Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson is not going to take my job. I've just taken his job. Mm. And if Zach Wilson is put in a position to win after I leave, that looks great for me. That's what I feel is going through Aaron Rodgers' mind because he was clearly not feeling that about Jordan Love. Now, Zach Wilson can learn so much behind Aaron Rodgers. And in the old days, a, you know, someone someone starting, someone someone sitting behind a, a, a clear Hall of Famer for a few years and learning was par for the course. That, the that's right? how yeah. it would have so, yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting point that maybe, maybe the Zach Wilson redemption arc started the I, moment Rod they signed Rogers. Yeah, it really could have been. Like he was he was not NFL ready. I mean he was dra- he was drafted too high, mm. which is not his fault. That's the Jets' fault. He clearly struggled. He wasn't NFL ready and was forced into a bad situation with not a whole lot of talent around him. So it is a bit weird for someone to start, get yanked, sit behind someone for a we're looking at surely at least two years, barring an injury. Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for at least two years and then be that team starter. Now, it would be unusual. He would have to really show a lot in in practice and any time he had to come off the bench for the Jets to extend his contract. It would be unusual for someone who's lost their job as a starter to then be given an extension. Mm. But it's not impossible. And... If he can stay with the Jets, this is probably the best thing that could have happened to him. But you've got to feel that he's going to be thinking, I've got to explore other options because mm. I don't know what the Jets are going to want to do with me. Because the Jets might feel like, okay, we've got a few years with, that, with Aaron Rodgers and maybe we draft another quarterback. You but know they can't the pay- Wilson yet. The payoff would be if Aaron Rodgers stays for nine years... <laughs> like, I would not... It's unbelievable. It he played until he's 50. Uh, okay. We're going to dive in. Quick one for the mailbag before, well, you and I get out of Dodge and then uh, you're going to catch up with with the aforementioned Scott McCabe and, uh, and deep dive into everything we can look forward to in Dublin. So we're excited about uh, about hearing all the things we can uh, look forward to, Benny. Before we do that, one for the road from Nomi Corn. Shout out to Nomi Corn. I love this question. It's brilliant. You will like it too, Benny. You find a golden ticket inside the Lindy's season preview magazine. Love Lindy's. Love the fact mm. they still have pictures of cheerleaders. It's so <laughs> weird, but yeah, love it. Oh, what? What decade are we in, Lindy's? <laughs> um, 
Roger Goodell invites you both to NFL head office. Oh, it's nice. Nice of it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I've About time. met and interviewed Commissioner Goodell, so I kind of get that. You know, he wouldn't have stood for any of that nonsense of me not getting served on the airplane. If if Goodell had been around, if been to his jet, that wouldn't have happened. Sorry, no big corner. Back to your question. So Goodell invites us to NFL head office. You get to implement one rule for the upcoming season. What new rule is it? What a great question. That is superb. That is superb. And I, I really want to know um, what the listeners have up their sleeve. For me... Great. That'll be our Spotify question. I love that. If that's okay with Noma Corn, we're going to fire that out on Spotify uh, as our question. Love that. Uh, my first thought was um, get rid of the personal foul rule just to see the chaos that would happen. But by week three, <laughs> there would be no quarterbacks. So oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to retract that one because I, I like quarterbacks. Um, so what I think this should be is in every, in every seat in NFL in every NFL stadium, right? You, you, you sit down, you have to press which team you're there to support. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it logs that choice. Then every time your team is on fourth down, you have to choose whether they go for it or not. And there is a, the, the coach gets that in his ear and that's it. Oh, well, everyone's no going to go for say. every play. <laughs> everyone's going to go. So for be it. Play. I love that. So be it. I love that. Uh, that's a great shout. I think I would like um, for any extra point or field goal attempt, you can nominate and you've got to nominate this person before the start of the game. And it's got to be a defensive player. I want over a big guy. Wait, <laughs> sorry, over a certain yeah. It, it, no, any defensive player okay. is allowed. Uh, is given is armed with a giant Nerf gun type thing <laughs> that he can <laughs> fire that carries enough a kind of bullet that would be strong enough. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's you know you know when you're at games NBA games BBL games and they're firing. T-shirts, oh, t-shirts and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like a giant version of that. That is, I just want it on. It's on Aaron Donald's shoulder, like right. a massive okay. gun that he can fire. He's allowed to stand behind the goalposts and he can fire it to try and knock the ball. Oh, amazing! Out of the way before it goes through. See, what I thought you were going to say is you nominate a player beforehand, and that's what I was thinking over like a certain weight. Oh, to rush the kicker. They, no, if they kick the field goal. Oh, okay. I'm with you it's one more point than it would have been. That is also great. That's kind of going back to the thirties when your kicking is also, <laughs> also your uh, defensive tackle. I know I, this is more just a kind of one shot. You got to time it right. Bam. To knock it, knock, knock the trajectory off. I mean, I, I I'm sure you saw the news this week that um, the Super Bowl in the U S is also going to be on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, so they're going to do like the slime cast. Love that. Which I think is, I think the slime cast is so much fun. Um, I love it. And I can imagine, I can imagine them hearing this and thinking, okay, well, at the very least, what we need is to have players with slime bazookas coming out at cer- at certain points and maybe just do it for real. Don't have it superimposed. Just be like, you know what? It's the fourth quarter. A team is 21 points down. Give the players slime bazookas and let's just see what happens. And I, I said on Twitter, I really wanted the slime cast to be available in the UK for this year's, Super Bowl and you know mm. whether that's an option on Game Pass or whatever and someone had said to me like oh you know I think kids should just watch it properly so they can learn about it and I was like oh. it's not for kids it's for me like <laughs> exactly. I, I would like this but 
And I don't know what this says about me. I like it for the Super Bowl, but not in the regular season. I think the Super Bowl should be all about the craziness. Regular season game, <laughs> yeah, I want the yeah, purity. Yeah. We know what the Super Bowl is like. I mean, the halftime show is like five hours long. It's not a normal game. Just mm-hmm. make it, just have these weird things. If people want to watch it with slime all over, give them that option. Love it's, it. you know, it's, it's not compulsory. But yeah, I, I love this idea. And I, I think there's a lot of NFL players who've had enough experience with weapons mm. that they will be a great <laughs> shot, even if they're not used to like some sort of like air-powered bazooka, which is uh, what we're talking they can about. Train, they can train in there. That's a good add it. I mean, that would be a really interesting strand for hard knocks. Yeah, I mean, like we've we've all been at these we've all been at these games, like you say, whether it's an NFL game at Wembley or it's a uh, a BBL game, where the like the, the the people firing those t-shirt cans, they know what they're doing. Oh yeah, you know they've they can they, be the coaches. They, I mean, that's a new career for some of them. Yeah, they can come in and train up, <laughs> they can train up Eli Apple, who's now of course in, yeah. in my, Eli would enjoy it, I'm sure. Uh, in Miami after the Jalen Rams injury, we talked about that on the on the Mike Show. Well. That's in the vault, uh, and so are we, as far as you and I can tell for this week's show anyway. Ben, but don't go anywhere, listeners, because as promised, Ben and Scott McCabe a deep dive into the big game in Dublin, what to expect, what to look forward to, what's going to be happening over the next couple of years. We want to see as many of you out there as possible because outside of the game itself, it is a hell of a crack. And Ben is going to break it all down now with Scott. Look after yourself, bud. Check in with you soon. You soon. And here I am with Scott McKay, communications officer of College Football Ireland. Scott, welcome to the Nat Coombe Show. Thank you very much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Big fan of the show. So this is a really cool moment. <laughs> well, it's a really cool month because although NFL preseason is going on, we've got actual competitive college football. And last year's game between Nebraska and Northwestern was the most watched college football game of that week in America, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm expecting the same this time, in part because it's Notre Dame and Notre Dame are absolutely massive. So what can fans uh, expect from Notre Dame and Navy? Wow. I mean, you, you teed it up there pretty well. Last year's game in itself was quite spectacular and just everything that went on. And then it feels like we're nearly up in the ante in this one. Uh, Notre Dame and Navy, Notre Dame, a global university that, that you know carries its weight wherever it goes. You know, um, And the, the Naval Academy, the United States Naval Academy, like two incredible and prestigious college programs come to Dublin, Ireland. So what can you expect? Well, I suppose we can kick it off with the erasmus of a of a American football game and a college football game. There's nothing different. It's it's like literally bringing, um, you know, South Bend, Indiana, where Notre Dame are based, and bringing all that tailgating, all that fun, all that jazz, and putting it in Dublin in a European city. And it's it's quite it's magical, is how I would put it. What can fans expect? Well, I mean, I, to kick things off, um, in terms of a couple of the events that we have going on. We It's a full week of events that we're going to have. And when I'm talking about these events, I would highly recommend the Game Week app. So Ben, you're probably looking at me going, what's going on here? What's the Game Week app? What is this? <laughs> so the game, the official Aer Lingus College Football app is now available to download. And this app is a must-have for travelling fans coming to Dublin, as well as those locals who are just looking to join in on the fun and the erasmus of the events. This app is also key, and it's going to be a key point for information for your stadium guide, your transportation, your emergency contacts, your live updates. I mean, you might download the app and think you're going to be on for five minutes, and then two hours could go by, you're on it that much. There is so much information packed into this 
app um, and along with bars, dining, attractions, it's really your one-stop shop for everything you know need to know about this fixture along with the events taking place. Um, and the app is available to download now on both Apple and Android devices. Um, so I, I, if you type in Aer Lingus Classic, it'll pop up, uh, pop a download there and look, you'll be, you'll be kept up to date with everything that's going on. I suppose touching on what it what they can expect and what fans can expect this is the exciting part and this is where i'm just like this is going to be one of the best weeks of the college football calendar um i don't think dublin city is quite ready and the locals i'm trying to remind people guys like in a few weeks time this city is going to be hopping so first of all one of the big talking points for um the events that's taking place we have a street here called dame street uh, it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, now you put two and two together. That we're now, you know, found a nice opportunity there to rename that Notre Dame Street for the entire, um, for the entire like game day and game week, and that's just going to be so much fun. And uh, there's going to be plenty of tailgating going on there, so that's just going to be off the off the hook and a nice way to tie in the Irish angle there. There's also going to be Budweiser tailgating bars across the city, um, so you know, plenty of fun to be had there. Then we've got our Stars and Stripes race day in Leopardstown Race Course, and I'm really looking forward to this. This is on the 24th of August. Um, and this is going to be essentially a bursting of Irish and American culture. There's going to be trad music, there's going to be lots of race days going on, lots of races in general, but um, all the race day kind of action with an American twist, as it's called the Stars and Stripes race day. So that's on the 24th of August, and that's going to be a whole load of fun. Um, I don't know if you heard the big news, um, but we do have movie star Will Ferrell coming to Dublin. Um, I, did, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That is very this cool. This is very exciting. So we have the Dan Patrick Show joining us um, for the Erlingus College Football Classic. They will be doing a couple of live shows in Dublin. But Will Ferrell called in and said, hey, are you guys going to Dublin? I'd like to jump in on that. So <laughs> he will, will be in Dublin. Now, he is rooting for Navy. I will say that. That kind of surprised a couple of us. But anyone who knows Will Ferrell will know that he is a USC fan. So he is not a fan of Notre Dame by any means. He's made that very clear. So he will be rooting for Navy. But Will Ferrell will be in town. So that's really cool. So there's been a couple of live shows with the Dan Patrick show coming. And we're really looking forward to having them. Along with the Two Pros and Cup of Joe podcast uh, led by Brady Quinn. Um, so that's a really cool aspect there. Just having American media over, making this a full kind of um, you know multinational event, which it is. Um, Notre Dame Pep Rally. This is one of the key things of college football, as I'm sure you're you're aware. Um, now, this is a private event in the Three Arena. There's about 10,000 people attending this. So this isn't, unfortunately, open to the public. But this is, I can only imagine what amazing content and what this might look like um, from, a, from a viewpoint from the phone. I think to capture even a, a glimpse of this is going to be very special. But fans can attend the Navy Pep Rally. It will be taking place in Marion Square on the 25th of August from 4 to 5 p.m. It's a really cool opportunity to get a taster of what, you know, American football, what is a pep rally? It's essentially a, a place for fans to come together to root for their team before the big day. Um, And it's something we don't really do over here. I don't think I've ever heard of a, a Manchester United pep rally or something along those lines. Um, no, and the, and the thing is, it's like, we so we went to the Northwestern pep rally yes. um, uh, last year. And I got to say, like the, 
the app sounds invaluable because we were always like, right, okay, what's the next thing we want to hit up? And what's the bar on route mm -hmm. that we can go <laughs> to on the way? And the thing is, is that, and this is this is what's great about the games in Dublin, is that they do feel like college football games transplanted to a European city. Whereas, you know, God bless the international series in London, which I absolutely love, but you very much feel like, okay, this is an international series game in London. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like going to an NFL game in the States. And I found last year, Nebraska Northwestern was a lot closer to going to a college football game in the States than the international series is to going to an NFL game. Yeah. And that's in part to the way that the, the way that the teams sort of buy into it and the, the freedom they have to kind of make it, make it their own. You know, those, those pep rallies are a, like a core part of college football and high school football. Anyone who's ever watched any kind of high school film will have seen these, would have seen these happen. So I would, I would say to you know anyone, it sounds like anything to do with Notre Dame is going to be absolutely packed out. Navy, yeah. that'll be, yeah. that'll be, that'll be busy as well. You definitely got to go. If you're in Dublin, I'm sure you don't want to just go to the game. You want to go to, you want to have the whole experience. Absolutely. And like Dublin, obviously, is like it's. I I described it on um on a, on an Irish podcast a couple of months back, and I when I said it, I thought, I hope they didn't think that was an insult, and I instantly added that I feel like I am from this sort of city, and I said Dublin is a Dublin's a party town. Yeah. And I'm originally from Cardiff, and that I did that to be a party town, and I thought I hope people don't think that's a slight. But I mean it in a very mm -hmm. positive way. Like people are out to have a good time. It's one this of those locations that just draws people in and they want things to do. Like from, from you know, from the time the, the sun comes up to the time the points comes down and then they want to keep going. And that's, yeah. that's, what it was, that's what it was like last year. Now, Nebraska is a massive university and Northwestern is a small mm -hmm. private university and they had this big 10 rivalry and it was so much fun to have that have that there but Notre Dame like Notre Dame it's like they're on a different planet in terms of their popularity you know for decades they've had a national a national TV deal in America so yeah. if you were growing up in America and you were my age you would see occasional regional college football games but every week you'd see Notre Dame. And, you know, right now, every home Notre Dame game is live on Sky, including, including this one. So if you're not in mm -hmm, Dublin, you one, can, yeah. you can, you can watch the game. You can, you can experience it that way. Um, and also our, our social media, we'll be, we'll be doing our best on capturing social media to make people feel like they are there, you know, you know, we'll be getting the exclusive access and really exciting content that's, that's to come. So if you're over in London, unfortunately you can't make the game or wherever you are and you want to feel like you're a part of it, you know, be sure to check in on our social media because we will be be doing our, our very best to make sure everyone feels like a big part of this. Because like you said there, it is our, our logo is much our sorry, our logo, our hashtag, it's it's much more than a game. And it it really just encompasses everything that college football Ireland is about. It's it's more than a game. It's more than just one single event. It's everything that kind of builds up into it, whether it be the pep rally or, you know, the relationships and, and that the people build, like even us, like being in touch with Notre Dame and Navy, like we, we feel very close with them. Now it's, it's a family, it's a football family is essentially what it is. And it's really special to be a part of, but like you said, Notre Dame and Navy, what, the, what is this kind of 
um, matchup, what, what can fans expect? Well, these two sides did play each other back in Ireland. So this is the second time that they will be facing against one another. They played back in 2012. In that game, Notre Dame did win 50-10. to 10. They did do very, very well in that game. There was plenty of scoring from a neutral fan side and from a Notre Dame fan side. I think you'll be delighted with that score because it's plenty of action from a Navy fan. If you are, you know, if you were rooting for Navy on the day, I can't imagine you would have been too happy. Um, so hopefully this time round, uh, Navy fans will have a have a it'll be a tighter game with with um with Navy fans leaving with a good smile on their face. From well, that game though, oh, sorry, I, was, I, was gonna, I was just going to say to be honest, last year, you know, I I spoke to a lot of very disappointed Nebraska fans in the yeah. in the fact that their team lost and they were they had higher expectations for for the season but nobody had a bad word to say about their general experience i i i spoke to Nebraska fans who were moaning about their team and then saying oh we want to come back we we want to come back and 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 see dublin and travel around and travel around ireland without um without our team spoiling it for us so yeah. even like i'm sure that um, the Navy fans, and of course, this—I mean, this is the thing—is obviously Notre Dame have got fans all over America and all over the world. But the 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 very nature of the Naval Academy means that their fans are often people who have been in the Navy, whether they've gone through the yes. academy or not, or they have family connections. And these are generally people who, by definition, have travelled a lot and love to travel. And having having the mix of those two, obviously, it's a it's a historic rivalry. It's one of the most mm-hmm. famous rivalries in college football. You know, if if you're if you're a fan thinking, oh, well, Notre Dame are a big deal, but you know, Navy, who cares? You've got to understand this is one of the most famous rivalries in yeah. college football, and it's sometimes played at neutral sites because that is great for the players. Um, and this, you know, it isn't it isn't. There's nowhere better. There's nowhere better for it than than Dublin. Not just because of um, Notre Dame's obvious. Irish connection, but because they can turn it into something so special. Yeah. And I think a, a clear kind of sign of that is how special Dublin is and the, you know, how people looked at this fixture, especially the American fans of these colleges. And you're going, this is a once potentially in a lifetime opportunity to see my team play in Dublin in this scenario in, in for and it this is the other thing it's not like a preseason friendly and this is what I'm trying to say to a lot of people this isn't just like your oh random fixture there this is a competitive fixture and both these teams need to win these this, this game if they want to progress further down the line in the college football season so it's not just a case of oh we'll put out our second team no this is the 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 best of the best you're going to see from these colleges um and on top of that Ben, we have 39,000 Americans, over 39,000 Americans coming to Dublin uh, for the game. This is a new world record for the largest movement of Americans during peacetime. Dublin City is going to be bouncing. Um, and I, 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 I'm so excited for, for, for this because it's just going to be so special. Um, and the Americans are going to bring the, the everything that comes with a college football game, and the Irish locals are going to get behind it, like you said last year. And it's just going to be such a great coming together of two, two different kind of um, I suppose sporting cultures, you know, because it's so new to us over here. But we're we're really and as you said from last year. I think a lot of people got wind and got to experience what these games are all about. And for some people, I think the magic part for me is that I I went to these games back in 2016 as a young as a young kid. I went with my father uh, for Georgia Tech and Boston College, and that was a really special moment for me. It really sparked my interest in the game. And to think that this game may be someone's first ever American football game that they're going to is, is really 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 cool. Oh, absolutely. You know, there, there's there's going to be 
the next Scott McCabe is going to be is going to be sat <laughs> is going to be sat in that stadium with a family member thinking, what the hell is all this about? I like all the pageantry, <laughs> and by the end of it, they'll they'll be like, okay, uh, I hope I hope this was recorded so I can so I can watch it back. Um, I guarantee there's going to be there's going to be uh, yeah. there's going to be people who are converted, and you say about the thirty nine thousand people now. If that doesn't tell you the difference between college football fan culture and NFL fan culture in the States, then nothing does because, you know, you go to, you go to the games in London. It's it's fantastic. You will meet people who have traveled over to see, see their team. And, you know, if you're, if you're from the UK or an Island and you've traveled to the U S to see your favorite NFL team, you'll know it's an expensive proposition. You know, it's not something you do lightly. It's not something you do every couple of weeks. You know, if you, if you're lucky enough to be able to do that once a year, that is a massive, massive deal. So, you know, you do get, you do get a few thousand fans coming over to watch their NFL teams here in London, but 39,000, it's never going to come close. I mean, I would wonder if we've had 39,000 in total come to London in the course yeah. of the international series. It's, it's so different. And obviously Notre Dame fans celebrating the university's Irish roots, the idea of kind of a chance mm-hmm. to come back to Dublin is a big deal. Now in the international series, it's been I mean, it's different now. They've got the 17th game and they're going to they're going to rotate it and they're basically going to force teams to go. And you're not necessarily giving up a home game, but teams didn't want to lose out on a quote unquote home game in effect, a neutral stadium in London. And Notre Dame, one of the by far one of the biggest draws in college football, wherever they go, if they play a road game, it is a massive deal for that team, whether it's a big team or a little team, whatever it is massive. And this is a Notre Dame home game. And clearly yes. they had no qualms with saying, yes, we'll play a home game in Dublin. Yeah. And they'll make yeah. and the, the stadium, in effect, will be a Dublin version of Notre Dame Stadium, right? They are they are Precisely. taking over the stadium. They it are. is and it, they are running over the, show. the city too as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. will take over the city, but they're running the show. And it is it's funny you touch on it there. Like Navy in 2012, they, they were the home team. Notre Dame wasn't the home team, it was Navy. Um, so now Notre Dame are getting their taste of a home game um, in Ireland, like you like you're saying there. But it's it's different this time around because you know it's it's all you know Fighting Irish, the return of the Fighting Irish, they're coming back to Dublin. It's really exciting, and and you know we were talking about the thirty nine thousand Americans coming over. Um, obviously Dublin City to to cope with this this influx of of all these visitors, we've had to you know put in a lot of um work and behind the scenes in order to to make this seamless and there's been massive enhancement on public transport for our systems uh in place now to to manage these visitors coming in so um it should be should be smooth sailing you know we were we were chatting with people um at various events around around the city whether it was um kind of the the festivities around temple bar whether it was a pep rally and there were there were locals, we were filming stuff and locals were kind of locals who didn't know about the sport were then asking us, okay, well, who's playing? When is it? And it was, it was clear that it was, it was something that was peaking, peaking their interest, even if it wasn't a sport that was on their, on their agenda, mm-hmm. you know, they, they could, they could see, they could see the fun and, you know, with absolutely no disrespect to Nebraska and Northwestern to me, this it just, it's, it just, it just doesn't match up. This is, this is to me where college football takes its biggest step in the consciousness of uh, Ireland and the UK. Even though there have been games in Ireland before, I think yeah. just the the growth of the sport, mm-hmm. the growth of social media, 
everything we know now in in times in terms of bringing in new fans this is it this is going to this is going to be the moment and and Scott from you on on personal level mm-hmm. how cool is it for you to be involved in that because i think this is a game that people are going to talk about i mean we know Notre Dame fans who go home yeah. wherever they live in america because we know it's not all just south bend it is all over america yeah they they're going to have those memories forever but it may well change the trajectory of the sport forever how does that feel yeah i suppose it's it, it's very special to be a part of this this game in particular um and the fact that it's a seto fixture too just makes things all the more exciting knowing that looking around that stadium every seat is going to be full that's it's, it's a really really special moment i am for myself personally being on the other end of it this year is, is is something quite fascinating. I was I reported on the games last year uh, for Nebraska Northwestern. That was lots of fun. And now to be in, in a position where I'm suddenly, you know, helping with, with provide content for the games and talking about the games that I love at, that I attended when I was 16 years old is, is, it's magical. And I, I've, I've said that word a couple of times, but it really is. And it's, 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 ah, I, I, it's, I find it hard to put into words how, how grateful I am to be in this role and to be a part of these games. But like I said, like the work that goes into these games is it, it it's incredible. And you only notice it when you're, when you're a part of it, I suppose. Um, and how every aspect, every detail is thought through to make this a great day out for all, but also a great week for everyone involved because people aren't just coming for the one day. They're coming for a variety of, of days and, and for a variety of different events like we've we've alluded to earlier. You know, um, for these these foreign trips, like, like, like a bowl game, but perhaps even more so because the way that bowl games aren't really taken too seriously now, a big part of the thing for college football players is that most of them, even on the best teams don't end up in the NFL. Even, you know, some dominant Alabama teams is still a minority who've made it into the NFL. And the, at the end of their college career, that's it. They don't get to play again. And these are experiences that will kind of last a lifetime. The experience for them to come over and do this as I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use, I'm going to use this phrase like a school trip in effect, <laughs> but like the ultimate school trip, you see, you see how special this is for the players, more so than the NFL players who are like, you know, this is cool. We really like this, but this is this is simply a work trip. Whereas it it feels it feels different. You've got to remember that you know these they are not they are not professional players yet. No. Um, they are not. They, they might they might look they might look completely grown, but they are not. You know they are not fully adults yet in a way you know they're still yeah. students we you know anyone I, who went to yeah. university knows what knows what that feels like i'll tell you that um, you want to see is we we were lucky enough sorry we were in in march a couple of players of the notre dame guys they they visited us uh they visited ireland you want to be humbled you stand beside a, a six foot seven defensive lineman you know i, I like to think i was quite you know, five eleven me no 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 this just it, it it's amazing but they are they, they're athletes and these guys and like you said they're, they're not pro athletes but they're uh they're on the, a lot of them are on the path um to to really big things in in, in football and in, and in the NFL and it's it's really exciting to see their journey you know yeah i mean it, it, this is partly why this game is so so special to yeah. them you know this this will feel like one of the biggest games of their career and the thing for notre dame is that notre dame have got realistic expectations as with other teams of making the college football playoff but because yeah. notre dame are an independent they can't win a conference championship Really, for them to get in the playoffs, they probably need to be unbeaten. So that tells you what the stakes are like for them. Every single week is, in effect, a playoff eliminator. If they lose, they are done. If they lose against Navy, it will be like the sky is falling in. It will be an absolute disaster. So there is 
I'm 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 expecting a Notre Dame win, but I'm expecting a good game. I think Navy are better than most people would realize. Yeah. yeah. But this there is a lot on the line. This is this is every week for Notre Dame, and it's part of the excitement. Every week is make or break, and that's yeah. part of the attraction of college football. That it isn't like okay, well, I can go ten and seven and sneak in the wild card. Mm. No. <laughs> if you no, if, <laughs> if you lose seven games in college football. The coach you know, is losing his job. Exactly. You know, it's, I suppose it's a, a good way of looking at it there and the way you're you're doing it for any fans who are listening into their um any fans listening who are into the American football and their NFL in particular, I would, you know, similarities between the Dallas Cowboys, but in terms of expectations. Um yes. and, you know, the same with the Cowboys, they're always expected to perform at the very top level. Notre Dame, there's no exception. You know, they're they you know, God country Notre Dame, that's what they say. It's it's you know, it, it's it's key. And um, and, be, and because of that, just like with the Cowboys or in mm. other sports, the New York Yankees, people have an opinion. Yeah, like there are plenty of college football teams and plenty of NFL teams who you don't necessarily have an opinion if it's a team outside your division. Whereas the Dallas Cowboys, every NFL fan has got an opinion, and for Notre Dame, everyone's got an opinion. And there are lots of people who root against Notre Dame because of their because of their profile, and they thrive on that. And it's there will be people. In America, watching that game, hoping for the upset, like like Will Ferrell, hoping for the upset, and you know you're a big deal when people are watching you, yeah. hoping you lose yeah. because you are that big a deal. Like for they sure. are, they are, they are as big, they're as big as it gets. Now, I'm also really looking forward to next season because you've got Florida State and Georgia Tech. Yeah. Now, Florida State are one of the most successful um, successful teams of the last few decades. Uh, three national championships in that time. Um, one, you know, about a decade ago with with Jameis Winston. Um, they really then went through a bad patch, and now they are they are coming out the other end. I've got a lot of time for Florida State and the sort of players that they've produced, like Deion Sanders, for example. How, when did when did talk start with Georgia Tech? And Florida State, like this, isn't something that has just been thrown together in the last few weeks. Obviously, this is no. this is a long process. It is. It is a long process. I actually don't know the ins and outs of when those dates are um, specifically date back to, but I know it is definitely not just the oh hey, can you guys like play next August? Does that suit you? No, no, no. The, the groundwork is 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 put in um very very early for 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 these fixtures and it's this there's, there's so much planning that, that goes into place for each and every fixture and because you're taking into account the the week of events as well do you know what i mean it's not just like a once-off okay fixture there it's traveling it's all these other aspects so this fixture has been in the works for a long time and it's really really exciting to have two fantastic colleges like you said again like i think What's happening with these games, Ben, is that we're seeing Dublin in particular cement itself as the European capital for college football. Um, yeah. And with back-to-back massive, massive teams coming over, we're 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 just you know strengthening that connection, and it's 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 spectacular. Um, yeah. Georgia Tech, FSU. I mean, to have these teams like you you've alluded to there earlier, it's 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 really exciting knowing that okay. Notre Dame and Navy are playing this year. Oh, that was fun while it lasted. You know, I, I wish there was another game soon. No, there is one next year, twenty twenty four. You know, um, look, keep your eyes peeled. Things there'll be updates on this, and we'll have hopefully uh, domestic general tickets on sale um in the spring of next year. So you know, keep, stay tuned. See what see how things progress, and also be sure to follow the teams and how they go on during the course of the season because that's the exciting aspect. 
Yeah, I mean, I I gave I gave this particular piece of advice a few few weeks back, and someone and someone on social media kind of responded to me and that saying, "Are you really saying that I should?" Yes, and my tip was, pick a team in each conference. Pick a team in each conference. They generally won't play each other. They might sometimes, but you know, work around that. Then you've got you've got teams taking interest in in all time slots you know there'll be you know games kind of you know early afternoon games late at night you've got it all covered and then why not just why not pick the teams that you've got to see over here like show some support mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the teams that have that have come to dublin with with fsu and georgia tech you have to make a choice because they're in the same yeah, in the same yeah, conference yeah. <laughs> um but you know then having that rooting interest and like showing you know showing some support for those teams that are that are making the effort to come over and you know and and give us this experience now yeah. obviously obviously you can't say too much about <laughs> this but i'm not just thinking ahead because this is this isn't just the one-off obviously we we loved last year and we're gonna love this year and we've got florida state georgia tech coming up in 2024 but 2025 have negotiations started a phone call started to be made well like i was sort of saying earlier it's not a case of these call these um I suppose the movements and the planning of this just being a once off. Oh, I'll just give them a call and hopefully, um, you know, we can we can arrange something. No, send a calendar invite. Yeah, it's calendar invite or whatever. Just a little WhatsApp message. No, it's not done. It's not like that. It is uh the 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 preparation. What I'll say is the preparation is definitely in place. Like this is what we're doing now. What we're experiencing this year is the second game of a five game series. Um, we're making sure that we you know that the it continues in that fashion but we're looking also beyond for you know a five game series we we we, we want to keep going because we can see the the traction is there and the the fans are there and the the joy for the game is there we're also seeing more and more fans falling in love with the sport which is my favorite aspect of the job ben is just someone who would say oh american football whatever and now suddenly they're they're all over it and they, they're engrossed by it and i think once american football gets you in in that kind of cycle it's very hard to get out of once you understand the basics and that's that's sort of what we're, we're trying to do this year and what we've kind of learned from last year is is educating fans um that have never seen the sport before uh, and don't know what to expect so they don't feel like i'm sitting in a stadium and thirty-eight thousand other people know what's going on but i don't seem to know what's going on we, we you know everyone this is a collective experience for everyone um now ben the exciting thing that i will say is that on the 25th of August, the eve of the Aer Lingus College Football Classic, we do have the Global Ireland Football Tournament taking place. This is really exciting. So six teams will be competing on the eve of the game. Four of these teams are top US high school squads. And we will have the Junior Irish Wolfhounds, which is our national American football team, but also the NFL Academy in action at these games. And this will be taking place at Energy Park in Dublin. Um, so for more information, I would I would head on over to GIFT uh, Global Ireland Football Tournament. Look them up and get involved there because this is going to be a really, really fun opportunity to see some of the best high school football teams in action. You know, I've I've been lucky enough to go to see high school football in in the states in like a surprisingly big uh, on in school stadium in effect, and one of the one of the fun things about doing that because it was one of the one of the um, it was two of the top teams in the country at the time, is thinking there are players on this field who may be in the NFL one day because they've all got to start somewhere and generally they are stars in high school before they're wow. stars in college before they're stars in the NFL so yeah. You never, you never know, you never know how yeah. it's going to work out. But anyone who watches watches those games today, um, uh, today, um, the night before the game, 
those games may well feature future NFL players. And it's so cool to be like, oh, remember when we watched remember when we watched him when he was 15 in Dublin and now he's in a Super Bowl? That I mean, I just want like one of those one of those kids to win a Super Bowl and to be able for us to be able to say, oh yeah, of course. He was in that game in Dublin. That's, you know, that's fantastic. And, you know, the, the NFL Academy, I think, is going to really going to catch fire soon. We're going to start seeing a production line there. Um, that's that's really fun. That's one that I think if you if you can get to, guys, you've got you've got to go to that. Scott, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to see you in Dublin, I'm sure. I think you're going to be a little bit more professional than me. Um definitely more professional than that <laughs> well, well um, be a good time will be had a good time will be had and it's actually oh. funny just as you were you were kind of touching on it there about how exciting is it to see all these players that you know have, have how cool would it be to say oh i saw that player look 2016 i was at this game little did i know the kicker for georgia tech harrison booker would go on to win two super bowls for the Kansas right. City chiefs you know it's these teens like you mentioned there in high school though to take teams back even younger kyle hamilton the current safety for the baltimore ravens played in the global ireland football tournament in 2016 he's now with the baltimore ravens like how exciting is that opportunity do you know what i mean to to see these guys and ben it's not just from 2016 this past year in the nfl draft we had peter skaronski from northwestern who played in ireland he has now been drafted by the Tennessee Titans and in the first round. So, you know, to, to have a player played in Ireland last year and now he, he went on to be a first round pick, Peter Skaronski, for the Tennessee Titans. How exciting. The thing that's got me, Ben, is like, I'm watching this game and I, I don't know how much of it I'll get to watch because I'll be covering so much of it. <laughs> and like, I'm sure you're the same, but I think it's one of those things where you're, you're looking and you're saying, who, like... Who am I watching here? You're watching potential future NFL stars. Um, I think if there's one or two gadget players that have me really excited, um, I know you were close to wrapping up there, but you've got me. You no, I want to know. You've got, you're on a roll. So you're on I'm, a roll. Go I'm going to keep rolling. It's got to be Chris Tyree. So this is the current running. He was the running back for Notre Dame last year. It was Chris Tyree, Logan Diggs, and Audrey Gastonay. So there's three of these guys. And anyone who knows football knows that running backs, they want the ball. So... I suppose now what's happened is that Chris Chris is now kind of taking a step back and he's changed his position. He's going to be a wide receiver. So he's going into this. Uh, it's, it's one of these things where he's going to be a gadget player. And I'm really excited to see how Notre Dame utilize him because he's a phenomenal player. Uh, Nana Asafa Mensa on the defensive side of things for Notre Dame. Incredible. I've had the fortunate opportunity to meet Nana a couple of times. He's ready and he's ready for this experience in particular. We'll also have Sam Hartman, a new quarterback for Notre Dame from Wake Forest. This will be his first game for Notre Dame and he's taking it in Dublin City. Like what what a what a remarkable opportunity for him. And head coach Marcus Freeman. And um, this is going to be his second full season as the head coach of Notre Dame. His last victory, uh, sorry, the first time he won silverware was against the South Carolina Gamecocks in the um in the Gator Bowl last year. Could he have a chance to add to that trophy cabinet with the Kyo Notton trophy? <laughs> Who knows? It's going to be very exciting. But we talked about Notre Dame and what to expect. I suppose if you want a taster of Notre Dame and the talent that can come out of Notre Dame, how about the fact that a total of 525 players have been drafted to the NFL that played from Notre Dame? Wow. I mean, that speaks for itself. It's 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 remarkable. Yeah, I mean it is it is a it is a production line itself. And Sam Hartman, I'm 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 glad you mentioned him because I am I am a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's transferred over to Notre Dame. 
Um, he's a very intelligent kid. Um, I'm hoping that he can have a great season and get himself into the NFL. Um, if anyone ever watched that TV show QB1, he mm-hmm. was on one of the seasons of that, following him when he was in high school. Um, other players that have been on that include um, Justin Fields, Tate Martell. Um, fascinating show. Used to be on Netflix. Gone now, unfortunately. But you can probably find it somewhere and you can get an extra Sam Hartman fix. But um, <laughs> until then... Um, I'm just gonna have to watch my highlights. Um, we will see you in Dublin. We'll, we'll apologize in advance for anything. Not that at all. Ollie Not Thornton all. does. <laughs> Nat and I will be impeccably behaved, but you know, Ollie, Ollie is a worry. Let's say, um, let's hope he's allowed back into the UK. Um, it's been fantastic talking to you, Scott. And it's been I, my I pleasure, guys. I can't wait to see you in Dublin. Uh, likewise, I can't wait to welcome you guys over along with the thousands of other traveling fans but it's going to be it's going to be a special week and i'm glad you guys are a big part of it so we're really looking forward to welcoming you guys over and for a great game and go navy go irish i'm I, you know i'm taking no sides here this sports social podcast network Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.